0: Let's go. Welcome to this episode. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I have got an episode today that was inspired by one of you amazing women. So, on my Instagram story last week, I mentioned that I am now this is going to be the 99th podcast episode and then I've got my 100th. So, I asked you guys, what should the 100th be about? And i got a few suggestions, so one of them is going to be the 99th, and you'll just have to wait and see uh, to see what the 100th is going to be. But for today, 99th episode, what we're going to go through is a request from one of you guys, and that's how do we meal plan or sort of just structure food in a healthy way? Sorry, I don't know if you can hear my dog walking in the background there, (laughs) pitter pattering around. Um, So how can we meal plan and structure food in a healthy way that's not obsessive? And I might even add into that, I'm not sure if this person meant for this, but also to add, like how do we add in nutrition in a healthy way without becoming obsessive as well? Um, That's definitely a big part of my journey and it's something that I've really stepped into in the past, I'd say, year or so, where I finally have got to enjoy adding consciousness to the nutritional side of food. It's always kind of been there. I've always been quite a healthy person, but to add that in and not feel like there's some restriction going on or that I'm doing this just to get skinny. So I'm going to go into that. First, two things. One is Uh, A little life update guys. I'm sure you saw my Instagram story that I just got my hair bleached a week ago. And okay, that was something that I wanted to do for ages. I've just been too scared to do it because I'm like, oh God, what if it looks terrible? How is it gonna grow out? And yes, it's probably gonna grow out absolutely terribly and I'm gonna look like a mess, but YOLO, like you gotta do it, you know, you gotta do it. So I did that, Took took some guts to do it and Actually, on the note of growing it out, I will have to grow it out quite badly because turns out that I am a bit allergic to bleach. So the way I got my hair bleached was like all the way to your scalp and it was, you know, tangling on your scalp and it wasn't too bad. Then two days later, I noticed I have this lump in my neck, like in my lymph area. And me, the hypochondriac that I am, started panicking, Googling it, and I had like lymph lymphoma, cancer in my lymph nodes. And I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake, honestly, can I now just have a break, seriously? And so I was feeling the ball in the back of my neck and I could feel it, it was up in my scalp as well. And yeah, it really did feel like lymph node kind of area. And I was freaking out naturally, especially the the hypochondriac that I am. And typical mom behavior, my mom was like, oh, it's okay, I'm sure it's nothing. It's just gonna go down, like wait, wait a week or two. And if it's still there, then get it checked. But I was just like, nonstop, just so anxious. And she helped me Google what it could be. And she found some forums that were saying, people were saying they had just got their hair bleached for the first time and they had swollen lymph nodes in their neck. And I was like, oh my god! thank God, what a sigh of relief. I was still freaked out though, still freaked out, because obviously it could be something bad. So I went to the GP this week and she felt the lymph nodes and she said, yeah, it seems like swollen. Let's just get you a scan just to like put your mind at ease because apparently they take many weeks to go down. So I got a scan today and as he was scanning, he was sort of like speaking out loud what he sees and he's like, yeah, they're swollen in the back and also the front, but it seems reactive, seems very tiny. Um, definitely nothing nasty and said that it'll take about 10 weeks to go down. And if it's still there, then like get another check then. So basically it means I'm never gonna be able to bleach my hair again without this health anxiety. I don't know about you guys, but when I have these moments where I'm like, oh my God, do I have cancer? Is this a heart attack? Like, what is this? My life flashes before my eyes, like, uh, every i drop everything i don't give a shit about my body image i don't care about what i'm doing the next day i'm i go so deep i'm just like what is the purpose of life what am i doing with my life and i'm like oh my god if i survive this what am i going to change like what matters what doesn't um but yeah thank goodness anyway the results were okay and fingers crossed in 10 weeks it will be fine moral of the story though i obviously don't have a future in bleaching my hair. So yeah, this hair is gonna grow out the the roots and everything and I'm gonna have to figure something out. But anyway, off topic. The thing I actually wanted to say before we go into the podcast is an announcement that you may have seen on my Instagram story already. And that is that the 30 day reboot course price is going up on Monday, so in three days time. Monday evening, UK time, it's gonna go up quite substantially. And the reason for this is, in fact, I don't know if you guys have seen, but I have put them up one time and I chickened out. (laughs) And that's some shit that I'm working on with myself with like my worthiness and really like owning my value and what I put out there. And this is sort of me trying to step into my worthiness because I, I know at the bottom of my heart, this course is worth so much more than it is priced at right now for many reasons. One, the value that it offers, like it is so jam packed with literally so much content that is amazing. The results, the testimonials are endless. Like I have on my Instagram uh, bio, you know how you have the highlights. One is called 30 day reboot and you can only fit a hundred posts within a highlight. So I can't even add any more positive testimonials from the 30 day reboot in there, but I literally could, there would be like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. I know it changes lives. I know it does what it says it's gonna do. And on top of that, this past year, two years, I've done a bunch of courses myself. One of which was $15,000. It did have like some person, like face-to-face element of it, like online. It was like a group thing. But that was actually the course that taught me how to be a coach. It was my coaching certification. And so everything that's in that, that I found was really relatable and helpful for helping with binge eating and like food freedom is in the 30 day reboot. And so the fact that that course was $15,000 and then the reboot is 99 pounds. It's like such a huge discrepancy. And I've done so many other courses this year that were between like 500 and $2,000. And every time I do them and I see how much content is in there and like how much value, all I think to myself is this is literally as good as the 30-day reboot and why the hell am I underpricing it so much? So this is a step I'm taking to work on on my inner world basically, like prove to myself it is worthy, like I am worthy and so that's the reason putting it up there. Another reason actually is something I've heard on a few podcasts and it resonates so deeply and that is that we only sacrifice what we, sorry, we only value what we sacrificed for. So when we just pay like 99 pounds and given, given, yes, I know that is a lot of money for some people, but if we pay that to solve what could be your biggest life problem, right? Like your binge eating could be the biggest pain in your life. When we only pay that, we don't value the course as much. We don't even see it as being so valuable. And therefore it's probably not gonna get the results that it could get if you valued it more. If you thought it was like, wow, this costs this much, it must be really freaking good. I'm gonna pay attention. I'm gonna complete the course, take in all the content, practice it, and maybe even like do it again. So for me, it's this energy exchange where I'm getting what I feel like, like I feel like I'm being valued And then also you guys are getting way better results because you sat, like you value the course so much more. I know for me, the course that I'm doing right now was $2,000 and you, you know damn well, like I am doing, I'm listening to every single video. I'm doing every single action point. I'm using the support group. Like I am doing it all because I paid so much for it. I'm like, I'm not gonna put this to waste. And if anything, even God forbid, The content is like shit which it's definitely not in the 30 day but even if it was just the simple act of paying more is going to be this like self-fulfilling prophecy you are going to make it work for you because you put money in and that's exactly what I'm doing with the course that I'm doing right now I'm like I don't care even if this content is shit which this course is like actually amazing I am going to make this work like get the results that I want because I paid so much like I'm not going to waste this So yeah, that's that's why it's going up. It's going up Monday as a reminder. So get in there if you already know you want to, and you've just been sort of like holding off on it, waiting, thinking that maybe it'll get better on its own. And if you've got any questions, let me know. Freewithbreed at gmail.com or at freewithbreed, just DM me. And now let's get into this episode. To repeat the question, how can we meal plan slash just add more structure, gentle nutrition in a healthy, non-obsessive way? Let's start by saying, okay, why would we want to do this? One reason, maybe, to, it just feels more practical for you. You're not, you know, trying to think whenever, like, you feel hungry. Oh, what am I going to eat? That you have that just a bit more pre-planned. Like maybe that, that certainty, that safety, just helps you and feels better. Maybe you like to have routine. I think most humans like having some routine. So almost like knowing ahead of time what your routine is going to be can feel great knowing that there is going to be this regular fueling of your body through having structure and some planning can help. Um, Maybe you're just an organized planning type of person and you like to have that all set, ready to go. And I think a key one is it can help you make better choices. You know, if you do like your food shop at the start of the week, you plan that out. Yes, it's less spontaneous. you You may think it seems more controlled, but it might also just be coming from a place of, oh, I just want to make better intent, better choices. So um, I'm going to fill the the kitchen with like all these different meals that I can cook so that, you know, after work one day I get home and I'm not, because I'm starving, I just order takeout. Then I'll know, oh wait, I actually have this delicious curry that I can cook or whatever it may be. So those are the reasons. Now, the biggest thing that is going to be a thread throughout this entire episode is the intention with which we do this action, this behavior. Intention is everything. Think about um, the same thing, but coming from two different intentions, exercise. So on the one hand, you may do this because you love exercise, it's really fun. You like to play the games like football, basketball. um, You wanna build some strength in your muscles. You want to improve your cardio health. That's one intention. The other intention could be, where I've definitely been, is punish, Burn calories, burn fat, do this because you need to quickly control your weight because you've been binging or that kind of thing. So, obviously, completely different intentions. And because of that, even the way that that action could play out could be different. Might be, you know, have it doing the kind of exercise you actually like or over exercising, doing the elliptical of like three hours in the gym. And now that translates also here to having structure in a healthy way. So the intention, right? You can have structure, meal planning, calorie counting, macro counting, all those things in a very ill-intended way, coming from control, fear, obsession. What that looks like, you guys probably know, you know, planning every meal down to a tea, every snack, the exact times when you eat, when you can't eat, just so many rigid rules and punishment and guilt and shame if you break those rules. And also just super antisocial as well. It just hinders you rather than helps you. Things like, you know, it's antisocial. I remember, God, I remember so specifically, we went to one Chinese restaurant and I didn't eat all the delicious stuff that my family was eating. Beef and black bean, ducks with pancake like the pancake rolls, sweet and sour, special fried rice. No, I was there while they were eating all this, I was eating jasmine rice steamed with steamed green vegetables. I was controlling so much my intention for having like rules and structure was so in fear in control that you know the way that the behavior played out was not ideal. I missed out on life. I would bring, actually, I know, I know a a one past one-to-one client who would bring her protein shakes and like protein bars on holiday. Instead of eating the holiday food, she would have like an entire suitcase worth of just like all these shakes and powders. I know for me and many others that there's the whole rule of like, I can't eat after 7pm, can't eat in between meals, excessive calorie counting and if you go over the limits, you're like a terrible failure. So that's the intention. When the, that's how it looks when the intention is out of fear. But we can structure, we can plan things in a healthy way from a really authentic, loving place. And on the surface, the actions might even look similar sometimes. Maybe not as, not as extreme as bringing your shakes and powders on holiday, but it might be as simple as like, yeah, meal planning. I meal plan on a Sunday night, and I've got the next four days worth of meals ready underneath the surface, that could be coming from such a controlling, fearful place. But on the other side, it could just come from like, oh, I just don't really have time after work to cook a meal every night. I'm just doing this for convenience. Completely different thing. And so if we want to move into this non-obsessive way, the healthy way, what I think is we need to do something in between going from unhealthy structure to healthy structure, typically. So I'm assuming here that you are struggling with food freedom you are controlling you're restricting maybe binging dieting caring about your weight so much to get from unhealthy to the healthy structure what needs to be in the middle is full permission to I, I like the analogy of when you're in the excessive control you're on a horse and you're gripping the reins really tightly so tightly that if you've ever ridden a horse like the horse kind of like Flicks its head side to side and feels really uncomfortable, and you can't you can't navigate properly. So that's where it's really like unhealthy structure. It's so forced and rigid, and it's actually not helping you by being so controlling. Then there's the other side, which is healthy structure. That's where you are gently holding the reins. Like you can gently structure things. You still have direction. You can still move around. And the in between is where we need to let go of the reins. We need to re balance realign let yourself see that you can have all the foods you can have any food nothing's off limits nothing's forbidden to release that sense of intense restriction to release that feeling of like needing intense control to realize you can be safe without needing to grip those reins so tightly and so jumping from unhealthy structure to healthy structure is going to be kind of difficult I would Think um you really do need that in between stage of full permission like realizing it's all okay you can have everything and once that's done once you really feel like okay i've let myself know that like i truly feel that everything's there like i can have anything whenever whatever that's when now you can say okay wait now i just want to add a bit more organization a little bit more structure back into the mix that comes in the form of healthy boundaries. Instead of those rigid rules, now you have healthy boundaries that are put in place, limits, boundaries put in place to protect you, to protect your well being, your physical health, mental health, to protect your time as a resource. The difference here is intention. It's going from the intention of fear, control, not trusting yourself, to the intention of, I really love myself. I want to live the best life that I can take care of my body the best that I can while still allowing for flexibility. And there's no punishment or guilt if I fall out of these boundaries. They're just there to roughly help me stay on the track that I wanna be on in life. So an example of a boundary could be committing to yourself to have a big satiating delicious breakfast every day, or to have, make sure you have three meals each day that's a boundary. That's something that your body needs each day could be making sure you're getting enough water or eight to nine hours sleep, or maybe getting enough veggies or diversity into your diet. And so here, again, it comes back to intention. Like you could have, you could say some of those things could come from a forceful controlling place. Like, oh, she thinks she needs to get veggies in every meal. Like that's, what if she doesn't? Is she going to punish herself? Is she going to feel guilty? Is she restricting other things because she's forcing herself to have veggies? Does she really want the veggies? Like that's from an intention of control and fear. But the boundary of like, of trying to get as much veggies as you can in, the intention could be love, like genuine love and not what I did for so long, which was love and the need for being healthy. That was actually a disguise for control and like trying to convince myself it was for health when really it was to lose weight. So you know deep down what your intention is behind your actions. Another one could be like time resources in terms of boundaries, like meal prep. Maybe for you, you have like three kids, full-time job, side hustle, and you are so time poor. Like you really need to be efficient. So maybe for you, a boundary is each Sunday, I'm gonna set up my meal prep for the next four days or whatever it is. This again, you could be like, oh, but that's such a rigid rule. Like she has to do it on Sunday and then she has to eat all that meal prepped food for the next four days, like with no exceptions. No, it's about intention. What I said at the start, right? Like it's all about intention. The intentions of boundaries is flexible coming from a place of love not fear not control it's about allow like creating putting these boundaries in place to create an easier life for you that feels more authentic to what you value to allow that to come through more easily and so boundaries are really especially in this context a way to add more of the masculine energy into the equation whereby you may have had you know just lots of like flow and openness and lack of structure which is more the feminine when you have the full permission stage so holding those reins again is adding a bit more of the masculine but we just don't want to add too much where it's like excessive and we're gripping the reins for dear life this is something that I spoke about with a one-to-one client after we finished working together and she got to this stage and you know she'd given herself the full permission and she was like okay I don't really know what to do now and I told her this whole thing of okay now we've got to you know, be real with yourself. Like, what do you really want for your life? How do you, how do you want to fuel your body? How do you want your food relationship, like lifestyle to be like? It's, it's really like just getting real with yourself. Like I've given myself permission. I know there's no restrictions. That's all good, but now I got to be real. What do I actually want to put in my body most of the time? And again, coming back to, not being rigid, it's like, as I said, most of the time, what do I wanna put in my body? But still knowing that there's that there's that enjoyment, that allowance, always there, it's always there. But also what's always there is ultimately, long-term, taking care of yourself. Of course, if that is a value for you. And that brings me to something else when you think about um, sort of like redesigning your food relationship after you've got over binging and excessive restriction is what are your values? How can you start to create this new food relationship from a values-based or values-driven place? Before we go on, I wanted to jump in quickly and let you know about something that could really, really help you out. So if you've been loving these episodes and all of the tips and it's been really helpful, but you need a bit more structure, then I'd love to invite you into one of my two signature courses. We've got the OG, the 30 day reboot. This is an online course that you can literally start today. I share the exact method that hundreds of women have already gone through to stop binge eating and feel quote unquote normal with food again. So if you're so done with being stuck in this binge diet cycle, if you're so ready to kick binge eating out of your life and return to that relaxed, confident, happy version of you that you know is in there deep down, then this course is literally made for you. At 99 pounds, it's literally as much as I used to spend on a few binge takeouts in a few weeks. So trust me, it will pay itself back in no time. It is eye-opening and life-changing as one past alumni put it. We've also got the Empowering Body Love Academy, over 10 modules in a self-paced online format as well. You'll go from hitting your body, scrutinizing it in the mirror, body checking, fearing weight gain, to completely detaching your self-worth from your body shape or size, to finally feeling like you can accept and appreciate your body for all of it does. Finally, freeing up mental space for bigger, better things in life. This gem is 249 pounds or get it in three monthly installments at 99 pounds a month. So if you are ready to shine to reach your highest potential, just scroll down to the show notes to join the 30-Day Reboot or Body Love Academy today. All right, let's get back into today's episode. What are your values? How can you start to create this new food relationship from a values- based or values driven place or you could kind of interchange that with your identity like who are you like how do you want to treat your body i know for me as i said one of my values is health like i want to live a long life that that is mostly healthy like i don't want to live i don't want to have some chronic disease by the time i'm 40 or like two i want it to be a great life so i can do all the things i want to do like travel and climb mountains and do all this stuff and just feel emotionally mentally great as well so for example with me one because I feel like I'm someone who cares about what I put my body like I care about how my body feels and the health of it my value is health so when I've been stepping into this new part of my journey with food my food relationship that's something I'm always keeping in the back of my mind when I make decisions or maybe not every like micro decision, but broadly, I don't sort of like overanalyze every single food decision. I'm like, is this healthy? Is this not? Because that feels again, way too gripping the reins too much. But it's just like broadly, okay, roughly in a week, what kind of ratio of like whole foods do I want? What kind of ratio of, you know, snacks or like more processed things or, you know, some of my favorite things like carrot cake and Really, just always coming back to okay, well, maybe this week I'll pull back a little bit, like dial back on having the sweet treats just because the last few weeks, you know, I went to like a lot of let's say birthday parties or like lots of parties and had lots of cake and lots of this, and yeah, that was yummy and everything. But because I want my body to be feeling more like optimal, just more like functioning better, especially knowing that with my PCOS, that um, my insulin is like something important to focus on, making sure that it's a healthy place. So it's always just saying, okay, what aligns with my value of health? How can I broadly eat in a way that supports that value? So my, my value when it comes to food is mainly health, but then I also have a value of like I also wanna enjoy life. I'm a foodie who likes to try different things, go to restaurants, eat the yummy stuff. So I have sort of those two values that come into play when I'm eating. And before, when I was struggling with food, those things never really got to shine through. I didn't live by those because it was so clouded in the struggle of just like excessive restriction, trying to change my body, obsessed about my weight, that there was no space to really be able to focus on my health in a genuine way so that's a really cool thing about recovering you you get to lift all that stuff that's holding you back from actually living authentically like who you actually are how you want to really treat your body it's so hard to treat your body well when you are so deep in that spiral of like terrified to gain weight or caring so much about what other people are thinking of you or binging every night. Like, how can you? It's so difficult. And so coming back to the values, maybe your value isn't health as much as, let's say, mine is. Maybe it's not at all. Maybe yours is convenience or efficiency or certainty. And so, again, if you want to now add this more, like, structured approach to eating, like, in a healthy way, coming back to the original question, then act in alignment with those values of if yours is convenience it's like okay well I'm going to pre-plan a few meals this week because I just care so much about making my life as easy and convenient as possible like that's really who I am or like efficiency I just I want to save time because I want to focus on other things therefore I'm gonna you know pre-plan a bunch of my meals this week so that's off my mind and I can you know just add that efficiency or maybe it's certainty something that you really enjoy is certainty you don't like this whole like thinking every single day what am I going to eat and like planning it out spontaneously you like to have this certainty of like okay I know my five dinners this week are going to be this cool I feel I'm like living by that value so that's something to think about value driven behavior in terms of your food relationship how does how does your food relationship work around your value. And actually before I move on, one thing to just share about how enjoy, like how amazing it is to move to this part in your food relationship after having struggled with orthorexia, binge eating, excessive exercising, believe me, like all those things. The most amazing, one of the most amazing things for me is getting to this stage of finally living the way that I always wanted to, like, the way I used to before all of this crap started, where I'm just, I'm finally almost like, I don't know about you guys, but when I was really struggling, okay, I still had that value of health in the background, and it really annoyed me. It pained me so much because I couldn't practice what I preached or what I thought in my head. Like, I knew I wanted to be more healthy. I knew all the things I... The way I wanted to eat but the binge eating the the cycle the vicious cycle I was in just didn't allow for it and it was so frustrating that I just this identity that I had of like the healthy sporty girl I couldn't live by it as much as I tried it was so painful and when I did try it was coming from there was still this whole like cloak of oh but it's to lose weight it's it's to like yeah, it's basically it was the health foods were to lose weight. They weren't actually to be healthy or at least majority. Like I still did want to be healthy, but most of it was to do with weight. And so it was so frustrating. I was like, oh, I just, you know, you're not living in alignment with who you really are. And so getting past all the food struggles and then finally having the space to actually live as you are, like who you actually want to be is so damn cool. And something that maybe some of you struggle with, maybe you have, you know, in in conjunction with your eating struggles, maybe like a digestive issue, IBS or maybe PCOS or some allergies or something that have come up and you can't, oh, hang on a second, I'm excited. I just got an email that someone, another one signed up to the 30 day reboot. Thank you to that person. I won't say the name, but thank you. I always say thank you in my head or out loud when someone signs up because I'm honestly so grateful um, about this episode. So if you're struggling with some sort of you know side thing that puts actual limitations on what you should be eating or rough rough um, guidelines, let's say like you're you should be like you're celiac and you should be avoiding gluten, um, or like for me with PCOS, I I wanted to improve um, like eat less processed sugar, when you're struggling with food stuff at the same time, it's so tough because you already feel so restricted physically, mentally, you already have all these rules in place. And now on top of that, you have to have even more structure. You have to cut out another thing that you probably find delicious. And it's so difficult. It's so difficult to do that on top of what you're already struggling with. And I felt that so deeply, like, I had PCOS since at least I was 15 and all through my food struggles. And I knew the things I needed to put in place to manage the symptoms a bit more, but I literally couldn't. I couldn't because I was restricting that thing so much already. I couldn't, it was so tough. And um, that added even more guilt because I was like, "I'm, I'm hurting my body even more. Oh my God, it was so tough. And so what I'm getting at is the beauty of recovering and getting to this place where you can add that structure, that planning, if you want, to the level that you want, when you get to finally redesign your food relationship or come back to what it was before, you now have the space to take care of your body in such a genuine way. Like in the past year, I made it, or a year and a half, I made it a goal to manage my symptoms of my PCOS, so much so that I was getting regular periods again, periods again, or actually at all, because I never had that. And I did it. (laughs) I haven't actually announced this anywhere, but I, for the last six months, the first time in my life without any medicine, any drugs, period is regular and natural. I can't say for sure, obviously, but I think a lot of it was down to dietary changes that I never would have been able to do. I couldn't have added that structure in if I hadn't recovered from all the other shit that was in the way that was so much louder And so I've been able to add like hold on to the reins now and from that place of love and the intention of really seriously like caring for my body and my health. So just mentioning that because that is something that maybe you can relate to and it's something exciting to look forward to. Like you're going to have the the freedom and like that, that space to really take care of yourself and it's coming from a place of love and not fear and excessive control so the next thing I want to say is so when if you're trying for the first time to start adding this you know gentle nutrition gentle structure back in after that phase of full permission so maybe this is your first time doing it and there's going to be a lot of you know intentionality a lot of focusing on what your value is, linking it all to your value, reaffirming, oh, I'm doing this because I care so much about convenience, I care so much about my health, blah, 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 and making sure that it it really is from a loving place. And in doing so, definitely recommend to really keep tabs, keep an eye on your intention as you move through this because, you know, it's new to you and there's always the chance of course that you could slip back and it could become too too obsessive again too controlling so really keep an eye on your intention on noticing if you're finding that you're acting from a place of love or fear boundaries or rigid rules if you feel any punishment any guilt it's more likely from you know lack of safety lack of control rules so take a pause take a step back maybe take a breather, you know, loosen the reins a bit and step back in when you're ready. And then what I would say as well is if you slip up and you kind of find yourself going back to your controlling ways, or if you feel like you literally just can't even step into this phase at all, like you just, you feel like there's just still so much in your head of like, no, 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 no. Like it's too restrictive. There's too too much control then i'd really invite you to look at like what is that block what is the story subconsciously going on that you know your brain is so used to some pattern some expectation and it's living that out so as much as consciously you're like okay i'm going to be you know hold the reins gently and add a bit of structure add a bit of planning your subconscious wins always the conscious versus the subconscious. The conscious subconscious is so much stronger. It's it's subconscious because it's been repeated so many times that pathway in your brain has been repeated so many times it moved into the subconscious. It's a habit, it's a pattern. So really exploring, okay, what is that story that's holding you back? Maybe it's some sort of like, I can't, I really can't do this. I can't do the mask like that, holding the reins and feeling relaxed about it. I am not worth it because you know I've heard people say like I just don't deserve to feel good in my body I don't deserve to be healthy maybe it's I I need I still need that obsession that excess of control because dot 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 because I don't trust myself still because I'm too scared to gain weight And to both of those, to all of those, keep digging down and asking why. Like what is that core wound that's holding you back from being able to live with so much more authenticity and relaxation, like letting go a little bit more. And so for example, I I can't do this. I can't have the reins gently holding on because I need to hold on even tighter. I need to do that because otherwise I'll let myself go. I will still just have too much cake and then I'm just going to gain so much weight and I'm going to feel shit about myself and my boyfriend's going to dump me because he'll think I'm so fat. So that's an example. And what does that core wound really go down to? It's I I feel, I want to feel lovable. I want to feel accepted. And maybe it's something specific that, you know, you've experienced or seen so much in your past of like, and if I look a certain way, I'm going to be rejected. I'm not enough. That core wound is just like, I'm not enough. And so, what we really want to do is unblock this whole story, this limiting belief that's holding you back, because you can try your best to act in a different way, but we always end up coming back to what we subconsciously believe about ourselves. You can try to think and positively, you know, positively think, reaffirm your way to a place that you want to be, but if you deep down believe like, I have to control because otherwise I will lose control and I'll become fat and no one will want to be with me and I'll hate myself, I won't be enough, then it's going to be really hard to act differently. So we've got to release this. And three suggestions are, one, prove to yourself otherwise to kind of pass like little tests where where other like, failing the test would show that you still feel so unworthy, that you're settling, you're staying in that place of unworthiness. But passing the test would be proving to yourself, wait a second, I am worthy, like I'm gonna step into my worthiness. An example of a test could be, you have had a rough week, you maybe something big emotionally has come has happened. Um, Maybe like, okay, let's say like worst case, let's say you had a big fight with A boyfriend or a girlfriend and you got home and you just wanted to eat like a whole cake or something just like numb your feelings binge out on that and that would be failing the test because that would be succumbing and just showing yourself you really are unworthy you're so unworthy that we're going to make this even worse we're going to self-sabotage we're going to make this whole problem in your head even worse by eating an entire cake Passing the test would be, hang on a second. Yes, it's been a rough time, but I'm gonna prove my worthiness, like step into my worthiness by nourishing my body, like fueling it and maybe having something yummy, like that's fine. (laughs) Um, But proving your worth through the way that you treat yourself. That's one thing. So sort of proving otherwise, proving this story wrong, basically. Another tip is to find other people that you identify with um, that have been where you are and are where you want to be. So maybe you have been so stuck in diet culture, maybe all your friends, your mom, your sister are also in it, that you haven't even seen an example of someone having like the reins just gently held. Maybe you've seen, you know, either the reins are so tight example maybe where you are, diet culture, people who are super into you know tracking everything. Maybe you've seen that the, the reins are so loose, people who kind of free for all don't really take care enough of their body. But maybe you just haven't seen enough of in the middle. You haven't seen that that's even possible. There's something to be said for seeing is believing. So try to find wherever it may be, real life, social media, whoever it is, celebrities, could be me even, of examples, like people that you identify with who make you think, oh, if she can do it, if she's been there as well and she got to here, maybe I can too. Just to sort of like expand your consciousness, like your what you believe is possible, basically. Then the other thing I would suggest is how can we unblock that story even more of like, I need to obsess because I can't trust myself. I can't do this. I can't have the reins gently held. I have to hold them tight or I have to let go. How can you rewrite that story? So one way is to identify, when did this whole narrative first come up for you? That you can't change, that you can't do it, that you're not worth it, that you can't control yourself. When did that first come up? That you're not enough, you know, all those things. I wish I had, I wish I had like an actual thing to give you guys to do this because I hate just like explaining the concept and not giving something. But basically, get into a meditative state. Get yourself nice and relaxed, deep belly breathing, lying on the floor in your bed, some nice soothing music, and look back at when this whole story first came up for you, when your brain started to believe this and make it hardwired into your brain so that now it's really hard to change. When was that? And can you rewatch that scene and then almost replay it in your mind, but watch it in the way that you wish it had happened? What did you need to be told? From who, from a parent figure, from yourself, from your current self, from your 8 year old grandma's self? I find that one very effective. Um, How would you have wanted it to go? What did you need to hear? how did you, how can you, like, how would you want to have felt? How would you have wanted to have felt in that moment and going forward? By the way, guys, if this sounds so abstract, just FYI, this is something that we do in the 30 day reboot quite a bit, like these types of meditations. Um, They're so helpful because it's one thing to like think to yourself, like, okay, I'm going to try to live by my health value. I'm going to not control too much, but control a bit. Like it's, it's, We can say that, but we've got to change at the subconscious level because we just live by what our subconscious believes. It's so hard to change unless we unblock what's at that level. And we really need to go into like a more relaxed, explorative, meditative state to get to that unblocking. So to sort of conclude what it's really about, to add that gentle nutrition, gentle structure, is your intention what is your intention if it's still unhealthy if it's still controlling forceful we've got to most likely lift the lid completely like give yourself that full permission for more time to feel that there's another way you can have you can have the foods there's no morality behind it to then be able to have that intention of okay now I really want to treat my body in a certain way whether it's with love um, with convenience health whatever it is so it's really about the intention and underneath feeling like that you are worth it like you believe you are capable of being this version of yourself of living that way and if you don't feel like you can do that if you're not worth it if there's so much fear still blocking you then there's definitely unblocking that needs to be done, absolutely. My main action then would be to explore what is your value? What is that value that can drive your behavior? And can you start to prove it to be possible, to pass a test, to prove to yourself you are worth it? Find find that person you identify with who proves the see it to believe it thing so have the test, pass the test, find someone who you identify with and do any unblocking that you can if needed. Oh my God, I think I went into way more depth in this episode than I ever planned to. If you guys have any questions on this, cause I know I kind of threw quite a bit at you, definitely DM me on Instagram, email me freewithbreed at gmail.com. Um, Maybe if you guys send me any feedback on this episode, anything you want more clarification on, I'll do another episode on it. Always, always, always send me in anything you want me to talk about on the podcast because literally this is this podcast is just for you guys. Like I'm talking in a room on my own right now. <laughs> I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing this for you guys. So always send me the things that you need more depth on for sure. Okay, I'm gonna leave it there. Have an amazing day, guys. And don't forget, 30-day reboot prices going up in three days. So jump in there if you need that that structure, basically, in your healing journey. Okay, doke. I'll see you guys next time. And that's the scoop for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something new that you can start applying to your life. It really helps my podcast to grow and reach more women who are struggling as well when you rate and review. So if you got a spare minute, I would appreciate it so much if you could rate and review. And if you took something from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could share it with someone in your life. Change someone's day, mood, or even their life. Be that person. I know I absolutely love it when my sister sends me podcast episodes. It just shows me she's thinking of me and she wants to help me elevate alongside her. As always, feel free to DM me on Instagram at freewithbreed I'm always open for feedback and let me know what you want me to speak about on the podcast because after all, this podcast is for you. Okay, that's it from me. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you next time.